This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the January 2nd, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I was going through my office and came across my June 6th podcast transcript. You might think it was about D-Day, but it was not. I was returning from a wedding and had previously recorded an episode on marriage advice. A bit as a joke, but you know, I think it holds up well. Give it a listen. Quick hitters. Will the Pete Rose saga ever end? He was banned from life from baseball for betting on baseball, but every six months or so, his name pops up and the ban is discussed. It is really simple. He knew what would happen if he bet on baseball. He is banned, and he should be a Hall of Famer. The Veterans Committee should add him to the Hall of Fame after the commissioner removes the Hall of Fame ban. And Pete Rose should still be banned from baseball events. So I have an empty chair at his Hall of Fame induction and a brief moment of silence instead of his speech. Done. Prince Harry and his wife, Princess Meghan, had a Netflix documentary on the Royals. On January 10th, Prince Harry's book, Spare, comes out. Now I read that Meghan is contemplating a book of her own on her experience with the Royals and will turn over all the stones. They had the greatest lifetime bed and breakfast deal in the world and managed to screw it up. Apologies for continuing with this twit. I just saw an article that says Prince Harry did an interview and said he wants his father back. And he wants his brother back. Dude, you publicly trashed them. And your source of income is to publicly trash them. If they reconcile with you and talk with you, that will give you new material to profit from when you make it public and publicly trash them again. We still have to pick a Speaker of the House. For Kevin McCarthy to get those last votes, he has to make some concessions. One I like, a House Judiciary Select Subcommittee to investigate weaponization of the government. Russia continues to attack Ukrainian infrastructure far from the battle areas. Ukraine says they are getting better at shooting down the Russian drones. There are articles saying NASA feels that China could claim the moon if they get there first. I guess it does not count that we were already there since we did not say we claimed it. I hope we don't have astronauts on the moon fighting each other. That would be worse than Prince Harry and Prince William fighting each other. Moving on. I have a friend who, near as we know, never had COVID. Before he took the vaccine, he had the antibody test, and that was negative. I wondered if a negative antibody test proves you did not have COVID. I linked to an old article that says it is possible for your body to fight off the virus with T-cells and not produce antibodies. The second linked article is a bit newer and says, with time, the number of antibodies can fade and possibly not meet the threshold level for a positive test. Doesn't really matter. Just something I wonder about. Just a thought, and it is predicated on a line by Lyndon Johnson. He was allegedly asked why he had a cantankerous so-and-so in his cabinet. Johnson's response was, I would rather have him inside the tent pissing out than outside the tent pissing in. Maybe a second predicate is years ago we had more ideological diversity in both parties. That might have been because of a generational realignment that was taking place. Now we are more about purity. A third predicate, yes, I know this is getting ridiculous, has to do with an idea I floated a few months back. Rather than a third party, we should have a non-aligned group that tries to influence the parties by the way they vote in the primaries and the candidates that get selected. 
Okay, here goes, and we will use abortion as an example. In the conservative states, maybe Democrats should vote in the Republican primaries to get candidates who would support a Mississippi-style abortion bill, the one that was 15 weeks. And Republicans in liberal states could vote in the Democratic primaries to get candidates who would support some kind of a cap, maybe 20 or 24 weeks, except for significant health reasons. I could go on, but I think you get the idea. Let's start the year off right by reviewing the link Jonathan Turley essay titled Senator Cardin, Hate Speech is Not Protected by First Amendment. Admittedly, this one is a slam dunk, but we occasionally need slam dunks. Mr. Turley says Senator Cardin, quote, seems to be channeling the European view of free speech, end quote. So this is not a trivial issue. What did Senator Cardin say? Quote, if you espouse hate, you're not protected under the First Amendment, end quote. Let's face it. If what Cardin is referring to is the vile, contemptible language that all of us would reject, we would not be too worried if we got a little wobbly on the First Amendment. But can the definition of hate speech morph a bit? In some countries, saying only biological women can menstruate is considered hate speech. Anyway, back to Mr. Turley, who quotes Supreme Court Justice Hugo Black on the First Amendment. Quote, I read no law abridging to mean no law abridging, end quote. I like it when lawyers and judges talk plain language. Anyway, utter vile things if you want. The government can't restrict your speech. If you specifically call for violent actions, that's something else. Let's quote extensively from Mr. Turley, quote, We have been discussing efforts by figures like Hillary Clinton to enlist European countries to force Twitter to restore censorship rules. Unable to rely on corporate censorship or convince users to embrace censorship, Clinton and others are resorting to good old-fashioned state censorship, even asking other countries to censor the speech of an American citizen. It is an easy case to make given the long criminalization of speech in countries like France, Germany, and England, end quote. And another Turley gem, quote, As someone who was raised in a liberal democratic family in Chicago, I do not know when the party went from being the defender of free speech to its most determined nemesis, end quote. I'm not sure if I should invoke the slippery slope argument or that story about the person in Nazi Germany who was asked why they did not stand up against Hitler. In the latter case, the person said, well, first they came for the gypsies, and I was not a gypsy, so I did not stand up. He went through many different groups of people and said it was not my group, so I did not stand up. And when they came for me, no one was left. If government can gain control of our speech, can censor debate, can control the narrative, then what can they not control? And how will they get there? A bit at a time, where few speak up and those who do are silenced or canceled for being crazy. I started to say maybe none of what I just described will happen, but how much of a chance do you want to take? But some of what I described has already taken place. Listen to yesterday's podcast for my thoughts on that subject. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.